This is the only podcast that gives you a 20-minute guarantee. Give us 20 minutes of your life, and if you're not completely satisfied, you'll, you'll get, get your, your minutes, minutes back. back. No, no questions, questions asked. asked. It's a Minor Detail Podcast. All right. Thanks, Jess. Welcome, everybody, into beautiful Studio D here in the SSC. It is Friday, February 5th. It is Super Bowl weekend upon us here again, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But mostly, we're going to talk about random thoughts today. We're going to talk about things that happened this week and try to wrap them all up into a nice, tidy little bow as we get into the weekend here. But I want to say thanks to everybody who has listened uh, to the podcast because, and this is big news, I was notified yesterday, Jess, this is the first time you've even heard this, this podcast has now officially made money. Yeah, now again, I am not going to be able to send my kids to college off the money that is made, but we were notified yesterday that uh, we have made almost $6 so far off this podcast, almost $6 because of the numbers that you guys have turned in. It's, uh, it's amazing the way it works, and I don't really know exactly how it works. I'm kind of a novice at this thing. I'm a novice at money in general. The way it breaks down is, apparently, every time one of you guys listen to one of my podcast episodes, I get a penny. I mean, I, I, get, a, I, get, a, I get a penny. Now, again, and if you don't know how pennies work, it seems like a small thing, right? Pennies? Maybe a... Peter Gibbons, can you explain that? The 7-Eleven, right? Mm -hmm. You'd take a penny from the tray. From the crippled children? No, that's the jar. I'm talking about the tray. The, the you know, the pennies for, for everybody. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a rough estimate of how it works. But uh, yeah, that's exciting. I mean, it really is. And so, thanks for that. I am. Uh, I'm not going to cash it out. I'm letting it ride, as they say in Vegas. I'm pushing all the chips in, and we're going to keep going with that. So thanks for all the support so far. Now, Wednesday's podcast is breaking all records. And I got to thank uh, Morgan Wallen for that. I'm sure he didn't do what he did over the weekend to help out my podcast. But the podcast on Wednesday, you guys have just blown up. And that, and of course, I've, for the first time, talked about my situation with my former employer. I'm sure that had... Something to do with you guys listening a lot on Wednesday, but that podcast has gone crazy. If you haven't heard Wednesday's podcast, I think it's a true gem. And if you want to go back and listen to that, you can. So thanks again to everybody who has listened, especially that one on Wednesday. And we're going to kind of talk a little bit about this whole Morgan Wallen situation again, because as we wrap up the week here on Friday, there are some things that I want to bring up about that. Cancel culture uh, is not hurting Morgan Wallen. And we'll talk about that coming up. Also, we're going to go through some emails today. We've gotten some emails uh, here. And by the way, the email address, minordetailpodcast at gmail.com. Again, minordetailpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to send an email intermittently, we'll read those on the air. If you don't want your name included, fine. Just say, please don't mention my name. And I won't do that when I read your emails on the podcast. So we'll cover some of that too. Uh, 10 After Laughter today, I think you're going to love this. Kind of ties in with what has happened this week, and we'll do that. And then on Fridays now, we do a segment. We started this last Friday, and you guys loved it. Uh, got a lot of comments about it. Uh, it's a segment called Vital Vinyl. You know I love my vinyl. 
I actually have a turntable right here in Studio D that I can directly play vinyl off of. And so today, I'm going to play something for you that I think you guys are just going to go crazy. Now, a lot of you, if you're fans, not of me, but fans of this group, you've probably heard it. If you're not real fans of this group, you may never heard this because it's kind of a rare piece of vinyl that I'm going to play today. And it ties in with something we were talking about this week on the podcast. See how it all kind of weaves together? So we'll do that today. All right, uh, Super Bowl coming up uh, this Sunday. And uh, I'm right up front going to tell you that I think the Buccaneers are going to win. And it's not because they're playing on their home field because there's only going to be about 22,000 people there. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the guy that I just cannot stand. And, of course, that's Tom Brady. Never bet against Tom Brady. Now, I know there are people saying, well, Tom Brady didn't beat Patrick Mahomes last year. True. But there's just something about this story. I'm not saying it's a Cinderella story. How can somebody have a Cinderella story that's played as long as Tom Brady has? You come to a new team. You're playing on your home field. You win three games in the playoffs on the road. There's just something about this story that tells me that he'll find a way. And I'm, in fact, going to give you the score. I think it'll be 31-28 bucks. It'll be a good game. It'll be a classic. Uh, we will have the weekend doing the halftime show. And I got to thinking about this. This would have been a wild situation. Think if Morgan Wallen had been scheduled to do the halftime show. Imagine the scrambling that would have gone on in the NFL trying to find a replacement. Now, that's not going to happen, of course, because country artists... I'm just going to say right up front, I never thought another country artist would do the halftime show. And I especially don't think it'll happen now. I read something yesterday where they think that the backlash over Morgan Wallen may tell the NFL, let's not take a chance on one of those air quote country artists for our halftime show. There might be some truth to that. But imagine if that had been the case this year. He was scheduled. This happened. I mean, obviously he wouldn't be doing the halftime show this Sunday, who would have it been? Who knows? Maybe it would have been the weekend. I think I've told you the story. The only Super Bowl that I attended was the 1993 Super Bowl, the Cowboys and the Bills. And that's when Garth was scheduled to do the national anthem. He wanted his video for We Shall Be Free to play before he performed. They didn't want to do that. They had all their timing all down. He said, well, I'm just not going to sing then. Well, then he changed his mind. But before he changed his mind, they had already found John Bon Jovi to take his place to sing the national anthem. And by the way, the halftime show, the year I went to the Super Bowl in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, it was little Michael Jackson doing the halftime show that year. And it was unbelievable. I think the only one that's topped that one was the one that Prince did, which was just ridiculous. So we'll see what the weekend does coming up this weekend. All right, let's get to some emails. Uh, this first one came in. It said, if Morgan Wallen was suspended by his record company, who gets the money that he is making off the increased amount of downloads? Now, I posted this on Facebook yesterday. At this point, and I'll look at it again here. Yeah, at this point, Morgan Wallen has the top four downloaded albums right now on the iTunes chart. Tell me the free market isn't working there. He has the top four. Now, of the top ten songs downloaded right now on iTunes, seven of those ten are by Morgan Wallen. 
I mean, think about that. Well, well, well. How the turntables. Yes, thank you, Michael Scott. So how much money is he making off of this incredible amount of downloads? Well, I can tell you from having worked for a record label, uh, they make more now than they used to make. Back in my days of working for the labels, they, uh, the labels at that time, me, we kept most of the money. The artist, they made their money off their tours. They made their money off their merch. Everything else went to the labels. You may have seen a great documentary years ago. Maybe it was one of those behind the music things on VH1. And it was the uh, great girl group TLC who found out after all of those millions of records they sold, they were basically broke because the labels had skimmed everything away from them. Well, now they do a little bit better. If you're an indie artist, you're going to get about 70 about 70% of what you make off download. Um, depending on whether you own your own masters, whether the uh, labels are involved with um, iTunes or with one of the others, you don't get quite that much if you're on a label. Now, you get much less if you're in streaming. Our pal Lance Carpenter, of course, who is a recording artist, tells me that for Spotify and Pandora and streams like that, you get about 0.0043 cents for every stream. So I'm actually doing better. Since I get a penny a stream, I'm doing better than the big superstars. That makes me feel even better. Now, Morgan did lose his management company, William Morris. Won't be hard to find another one. I'm sure they've already lined up to take him on. And of course, he's also now been banished from his record company, Big Loud Records. By the way, Big Loud Records... They may want to hold on to Morgan Wallen. I'm looking at their roster of artists. These are the people who record for Big Loud Records. Ben Burgess, never heard of him. Ashland Craft, don't know. Some guy named Ernest. Now, that's not the guy that uh, died, right? Oh, that was the movie guy, Ernest. Not him? Okay. Larry Fleet, never heard of him. Now, I have heard of Hardy. Jake Owen, who's on the downside of his career, he's on that label. Then you got Mackenzie Porter, never heard of her. Mason Ramsey, is this not the yodeling kid? They have the yodeling kid on their label? Uh, Lily Rose, Sean Stamely. Those are all artists that are on Big Loud. Might want to hold on to Morgan Wall and their Big Loud. That brings us to today's 10 After Laughter. And I could not be more thrilled about this. So... Every time that I do 10 After Laughter, I try to find something that ties in with what we're talking about on the rest of the podcast. So this week has been basically about cancel culture. It's been about the PC crowd. And in my mind, the funniest human being of all time once did a routine about political correctness. It was shortly before he passed. He was able to address what at that time was just getting started. PC was just taking off. And before he died, the incredible George Carlin gave us some amazing words about political correctness. So strap in and enjoy the incredible George Carlin on 10 After Laughter. In recent years, the PC folks have found some new ways of shading the truth in order to make people feel better, especially minorities. One of the newer phrases making the rounds is happens to be. He happens to be black. I have a friend who happens to be black. Oh, I see, yes, yes. He had two black parents? Yes, that's right, two black parents. Yes, I, see. I see, and they had sex? Oh, indeed they did. 
I see. So where does the surprise part come in? I should think it would be more unusual if he just happened to be Scandinavian. Another favorite uh, term, recently favorite term, is openly, openly gay. I have a friend who's openly gay, but that's the only minority they use that for. You know, you wouldn't say someone was openly black. Well, maybe James Brown. James Brown, yes. Colin Powell is not openly black. Colin Powell is openly white. He just happens to be black. And, and while we're at it, when did the word urban become synonymous with the word black? Did I sleep through this, perhaps? Urban styles, urban trends, urban music. I was not consulted on this at all again. Didn't get an email, didn't get a fax, didn't get a postcard. That's fine, let them go. So I would like to tell you how I handle some of these speech issues concerning minorities. First of all, I say black. I say black because most black people prefer black. I don't say people of color because it's dishonest. It means precisely the same thing as colored people, which is an insult. So if you're not willing to say colored people, you shouldn't be willing to say people of color. And besides, to me, the whole idea of color seems a bit specious, really. I mean, what should we call white people? People of no color? Isn't, isn't pink a color? And in fact, white people are not really white at all. They're different shades of pink and olive and beige. In other words, they're colored. And, and black people are rarely black. I see mostly various shades of brown and tan. And in fact, some light-skinned uh, black people are darker than the darkest white people. I'm sorry, lighter than the darkest white people. Look how dark the people in India are. They're dark brown, but they're considered white. May I see the color chart, please? <laughs> People of color is an awkward phrase that obscures meaning rather than enhancing it. What shall we call fat people? People of size? <laughs> and I simply can't justify this awkward phrase, Native Americans. First of all, they're not natives. They came here from Asia over the Bering Land Bridge. In fact, there are no natives anywhere in the world. Everyone is from somewhere else. <laughs> all people are refugees, immigrants, or aliens. If there are natives anywhere, it would have to be people still living in the Great Rift Valley in Africa. So everyone is just visiting. So much for native. As far as calling them Americans is concerned, well, how can I say this? We steal their hemisphere, destroy 500 cultures, kill 20 million, stick the rest of them on the worst land we can find, and then as a special bonus, we name them after ourselves. What can I say? The man was an American treasure. We really miss the great George Carlin. All right, so we wrap up the show today with something we started last Friday called Vital Vinyl. So this week we celebrated the release of the album that I consider to be the best of all time. Now, I've had other people say, what about uh, uh, Queen's Night at the Opera? Fantastic. Uh, what about Hotel California? Amazing. A lot of great albums. But in my estimation, and because it's my show, I get to say that Fleetwood Mac's Rumors is the greatest album of all time. Now, there's an interesting story about Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. There was a song that was originally going to be included on Rumors, but because of some infighting within the group, it was left off of Rumors. I think it's an amazing song. It ended up being the B-side of Go Your Own Way. Back in those days, of course, you had an A and a B-side on your 45s. Some of the great songs we've ever had somehow ended up 
as the B-sides to start out. Might do that on a podcast. Great songs that were supposed to be B-sides that ended up being bigger hits. Be a great, uh, be a great podcast feature. So there was a couple of different ways I could play this. By the way, the song also ended up on a remastered version of Rumors later on. And it was on a 1997 live album that Fleetwood Mac did called The Dance. Great album. So I had different ways I could play it. I could flip over, go your own way, and play it off the B-side of the 45 here on the turntable. But it had a few more cracks and pops than I would have liked. So instead... I'm going to whip out the special edition, the remastered version of Rumors, and I'm going to play it off there. So if you've never heard it, if you're a fan, you've heard it. But if you're not a fan, you may have never heard it. I still think it's one of the great songs that Fleetwood Mac has ever recorded. And again, it was originally supposed to be on Rumors. Enjoy my vital vinyl today. Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac and Silver Springs on Vital Vinyl.
man, I do love that. Stevie and Fleetwood Mac was originally going to be on the Rumors album. Never made it because of some problems within the band. That's my vital vinyl today. That is Silver Springs. I hope you like that. Well, that's going to wrap up the show today. It's going to wrap up the week. Hope you enjoyed uh, this week of podcast. Please tell your friends. I could use every penny that they want to pay me. Share the link. Let them know about the podcast. Let it continue to grow and contact us. Let us know what's on your mind. And uh, Jess is going to tell you how you can find us. Have yourself a great, great weekend. See you back here Monday for a Minor Detail Podcast. Well, that's a wrap. Reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram. Questions and comments, email us, minordetailpodcast at gmail.com. Want to get a hold of us? Need to let us know something? We want to know about it. Hit up our 24-hour hotline, 479-388-1638. That's 479-388-1638. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more. A Minor Detail Podcast, copyright 2020, the Radio Voice Productions, LLC. I'm Jess, and I'm out.